Hello, welcome to the L3 Podcast, a podcast production of the Michigan Ministry Network designed and focused to help ministers and church leaders live healthy lives, lead thriving churches, and launch into the communities around them. I'm your host, Aaron Halavin, and we're excited to be with you today. Well, I am excited today to have a great friend of mine, a great leader, great pastor, part of the Michigan Ministry Network, Chad Dearman, with us today. Chad, welcome to the L3 Podcast. Thank you so much. What a joy it is to be with you today. I'm so thankful for you, Chad, and thankful for all God is doing. Why don't you just, for those who may not know you, I think most do, but in case someone's listening and doesn't know who you are, where, where are you serving? Tell us a little bit about your church, what you're doing, uh, about you. Sure. Well, I moved here 21 years ago from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, moved to West Branch, just north of Saginaw, and absolutely was shocked that God called me here to go <laughs> a very different setting, you know, very much yeah. so. And, uh, but we absolutely love it. And yeah. being here 21 years, we've just had the privilege of pastoring an amazing church and God has really blessed it. And we're thankful. It's an amazing church. I've spoke there many times and it's, uh, it's in the middle of a small area, a rural area. And God yep. has just built this incredible church that, uh, somewhat doesn't even fit the community, but is the perfect fit in the community. It's uh, it's an anomaly that God has blessed, and you've done a great job leading that. Uh, you know, Chad, when you came to the church, it had one culture, um, uh, and, and that culture was either intentionally developed or accidentally happened. I believe culture happens in a church one way or the other. You either choose its direction or it chooses a direction for you. Uh, but now, 21 years later, you have a very different culture, and you've had to not only cultivate that, but you've had to change that. And that's our subject today is cultivating culture in a local church. You've, you've had to probably change it and then recultivate it and change it and replant it and get rid of what you built before. And right. I tell churches, the longer a pastor's in a place, the more they've had to tear down of what they had built. And so uh, before we dive into some specifics of it, define for us what, what we mean when we say the culture of a local church. Okay. Well, you know, I did some research just look just googling yeah. culture, and right. I know uh, people listening to this are very familiar with that word and what it means. But it's just a way of life for an entire society. Yeah, include includes like beliefs and art, manners, dress, language, rituals, passed from one generation to another. Yeah, and but you know, really, a simple definition. Yeah, is. This is the way we do it here. Right, right. That's a simple definition. This is how we do it. Yeah. And every place has a culture. Right. Um, I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, have a favorite restaurant. Yeah. A place you enjoy going in. It has a culture. Yeah. Coffee shops, churches, businesses, they all have culture. Right. And we have preferences based on the their product, their people who work there. Right. The, the furniture, right. the environment, we like the culture. Right. And when you really enjoy the culture of a place, you want to be there. Right. And uh, so we've always asked ourselves, here's one question I've always asked myself. Would I attend church here? Right, right. Great question. For right. so many years, I would say, no, I wouldn't. Right. Even though I pastored the church, if I was a businessman in the area, I probably wouldn't go to my own church. Right, right. And so until I got to that place where I felt like, yes, this is what we're wanting. So right. we had to change the culture to make that happen. And that and changing culture is not easy. It's a it's a, a long, arduous, um, challenging, uh, 
sometimes criticized right. uh, process Absolutely. of getting from one thing because culture is different than vision. Mm. Uh, vision says this is where we want to go. Culture is what you feel as you get to accomplishing the vision. It's Absolutely. it's the things that you said. Uh, as you've gone through this, um, how have you done so to build not just a culture, but even a deeper question, a healthy culture? Uh, what is a healthy culture in a local church? And by that, I mean, from leadership to laity to uh, the person who works the parking lot or serves coffee to the person who leads on the worship team. What is a healthy culture in a local church? That's a great question. And I like how you talked about vision and how you feel on the way to accomplishing vision. I think what people need to know is that culture trumps vision. Yeah, it does. You can have a great vision, but your culture can be toxic, be unhealthy, um, and you know, the culture, like uh, you want to develop culture language right. in a church and right. like, like cultural language would be Jesus is here and anything is possible. Right. No one walks alone right. is a culture, uh, statement. We constantly want improvement. That's a culture that you create. Uh, we want to constantly be changing. I want to create a culture in the church where we want to change yeah. our love and respect and relationships. So culture is more important than vision. Right. It's more important than purpose or values. Yeah. It is everything. Yeah. If your culture is not clean, everything will fall apart right. and you can have a good product, but if the culture is dirty, not healthy, toxic, people will not want it. Right. And there really is two ways to think about culture. The first is the tangibles, right? which is the externals, the way you dress, right. the, the furniture, the, the, the logo, your Facebook. It's the, the things that people see, yeah. you, the behaviors of yeah. the team, the yeah. people. Um, yeah, the no, in- one, no one likes a grumpy greeter. Exactly. I mean, you can have a great vision for building relationships and welcoming guests, but you put a grumpy person at the front door. Uh, no lie. One day I went to church, Chad, and... Uh, I walked in the front door and our three greeters, this is a true story. One of them had a neck brace on and was uh, sitting, looking in pain. The other one was on a walker uh, with a, something on their leg that was injured. And the other one was coughing and sneezing. And those were our three. And I came in the door and I thought, I don't want to be greeted by any of these wonderful <laughs> people, but it was not the, so culture, it doesn't matter how many times you say we have a vision to welcome people. A grumpy person changes the culture and the experience of what people see. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And those, those, those visible, right. tangible, and, and then there's the intangibles. Right. It's the things that, uh, it's the, it's the inward. Yeah. It's the negative attitude. Yeah. It's the, um, you know, uh, the, the, the negative people can hurt your culture, the yeah. bad attitudes, the, you know, something like if you were to promote a person with a bad attitude, right. Well, you know, what does that communicate to the, to the people? Right. And it, it really does create a negative, uh, culture. Yeah. And, uh, so a healthy culture is where people are valued. Yeah. They're respected. Mm. Uh, they're trusted. It's healthy, collaborative, collaborative. Yeah. There's good communication. Yeah. Uh, all of that creates good culture. So, so when you walk into a church, you preach in churches and you've been around the kingdom long enough. And certainly I, I do this now as every week I'm in a different church. Um, uh, I'll spare my opinion on this because I, uh, uh, I want to hear from you. What what are what is an unhealthy culture? So you show up to a church on a Sunday and it's an unhealthy 
culture within that church. And you're coming in with your wife, you and Angie are walking into a church service. What are you going to experience? What what does an unhealthy church culture feel like, look like, sound like? Oh man. Well, probably in my mind would be a uh, what would be an unhealthy culture to me is a church that never changes. Mm, that's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a church that just gets stuck in a rut. Um, there's no real clarity, right? Maybe there's confusion or there's, um, people are very territorial. Mm. One department is against another department. Silos. Yeah. 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 And, uh, teams are not, like you said earlier, not collaborating well. Uh, all of that can just really hinder a church and create negative culture, toxic culture. Um, leaders aren't trusted. Right. Um, I've seen that in, in, does everyone in the church really understand not just the vision of the church, but even the culture of the church, there's power struggles that can even, um, uh, happen. And so, so culture must be communicated, right. Uh, on an ongoing basis. And, and a church can be divided when the church has, uh, an unhealthy culture. People are very territorial. Yeah, very Uh, much so. I've seen that. And so. The, the, the coffee pot that they brought to the church becomes more important than the person pouring the coffee, you know, right. it, uh, things, I, I find that things get, uh, you know, that wall can't be painted because sister so-and-so painted that mural 25 years ago. And, you know, they get connected to the wrong things instead of Absolutely. God or the vision of the church. Right. Yeah. Even the way a church communicates yeah, um, is people don't realize it. That is culture. Yeah. Um, like for the, the network, um, I've learned that the network communicates through email, right? I will be in a, a different group and they do text messages. Correct. And yep. so learning the way, uh, uh, an organization or a church communicates is so important. It and is. there's a lot of people that are even very confused by that. There's not consistency. Absolutely. And, um, and does the staff, here's another way of, of creating negative culture, even yeah having good cultures, does the staff respond quickly to phone calls? Mm, that's good. Yeah. Right. To where people know what to expect. Um, Do they uh, feel valued by a return phone call? A return right. phone call. Sometimes, or not valued by a non-return. Yeah, I got you. Absolutely. Yeah. And people can get very frustrated because no one is responding to them or, yeah. or answering their questions or meeting their needs. And, and all of that is culture. Yep. It is uh, in a church. And so it's very, very important to develop all of it. And who, and who do you think, I mean, obviously the answer is probably the lead pastor partially. I, I think it's the whole team, but what, how does a leader shape culture? You know, we, we're, we teach a lot in the kingdom on here's how you put a vision statement together mm-hmm. and here's how you put core values together. And we, we talk about, you know, here's a mission statement, a vision, mission statement, core values. Here's five things every team needs to know. We, right. there's millions of books in that. There's, there's not a lot of books and a lot of comments on how do you create culture. And I think we just think of it as a good vision, a good mission statement, and core values will create culture. Well, it's a part of it, but culture is something that the leader sets. How does a, a lead pastor, how have you mm-hmm. set that culture with consistency over time so that the church now has a feel? When I come to your church, I know exactly what church I'm walking into. When I walk into West Branch, Faith Alive, I absolutely know what the culture of that church is. There's no question about it. I do walk into other places and I don't know what the culture of the church is because I've never been there. And I I quickly learn the culture or the lack of culture that exists. So how does a leader shape it? What is, what, what can they do? How do you communicate culture? Uh, We talked about communicating it. How do you do that? What do you do? 
Well, I took a course by Sam Chand on yeah. culture and I've learned, I've tried to study as much as I can on culture. And he said that culture is created from the top. Mm-hmm. It's sustained at the bottom Ooh, and it's good. lost in the middle. Oh, say that again. Say that one more time. It's created by the top. Okay. It's sustained by the bottom. Okay. And it's lost in the middle. Mm. It's like middle management or your leadership team that can lose. They don't carry your DNA. They don't understand uh, whatever culture that I'm wanting to create as a leader. The bottom catches hold of it. Yeah. And forgive that terminology. The bottom people are very valuable. The people, they're they're the non-decision makers. Right, right. The people who are part of the church, they've caught hold of the the, the culture. They love it. They want to be a part of it. They're all in. They're all in. Yeah. It's your middle people. It's your leaders. It's your teachers. Your, it's um, the people who make more decisions that can lose the culture, right? Um, by adding maybe their own, sure, um, something adding they, their particular thing they wish the church had that doesn't, so they find their avenue to implement that. Absolutely, right. or yeah, maybe okay. they came from a different church, a different right. culture, yeah. and they're trying to implement that old culture into this culture and it's just not fitting. So as a leader, whatever the culture you want, you have to talk about it. Yeah. Constantly in the, in the lobby from the stage, I bring it up in meetings. I preach on it. Repetition is the greatest teacher. Mm. I model it. Um, occasionally I'll stop in a meeting and discuss culture. Yeah. And usually it's with the people in the middle, right? It's all those meetings that I'm in. And we'll, we will talk about how the team are where maybe they're, maybe they're doing something different than I'm wanting. Right. And I will address those things. And we have to be honest with people, uh, members about our culture. And like one of the examples, we wanted a culture of, of for children and youth. We, we love next gen. Yep. We absolutely love it. It's a culture we want in our church. So we talk about it. We invest in it. We put resources towards it. Uh, We put our best staff, some of our best staff there, some of our biggest outreaches for the whole church. Right. uh, For the next gen is, um, it's all about kids. It's all about teens. I mean, it's the culture we want. So, I mean, we'll put, $50,000, $60,000 Fifty, sixty thousand dollars right. into new equipment right. and lights and building upgrades and all. Oh yeah, man, yeah, yeah. because it's the culture we want. So the more I talk about it, invest in it, it's it. You begin to see people buy into right what you're talking about, and I it love it takes time. Yeah, it takes time, and um, you know you turn a ship slow. You do. But you still have, ski. still have to turn. <laughs> you do yeah, have to turn. You do have to turn. I had a guy in our church one time. He was really all upset because every once in a while, our teenagers would put a scuff mark in a wall. And they were like, they're, they're hurting the building. They're hurting the building. And so finally I said, you know what? You've complained about this enough times. Why don't you come to a youth service with me and sit in the back? And I watched this man just have tears start dripping down his cheeks as he was watching teenagers worship the Lord. And I said, every scuff mark in our building is worth it. Wow. And, and that was a cult what I wasn't really addressing was a wall. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't trying to correct somebody. I was creating culture and saying, this is more valuable than that. I think that's part of what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, we invest in kids that says this is very important to us and this is more important than your objections to kids. Right. And so that's the culture we have and people have to jump on board with that. Once a pastor has started to create a culture, how do you maintain that? 
um, without losing it. And, and it's kind of like two thoughts in one. It's kind of two questions. You know, how does a leader maintain culture they created and how easy is it for the culture to shift out of alignment? So it's that balance of I got to keep moving that culture, but I know if I'm not careful, it can shift and get away from me quick. Right. It's probably one of the most important things you do as a leader. Absolutely. And one of the things that I uh, the thought I was thinking about with this question is uh, we want to keep progressing. Right. It just never stops. Right. I don't want to get stuck. Uh, and like you said, it can just kind of get away from you. And, and so we want to constantly be exposing ourselves right. to bigger and better. Right. We want to have a culture of always making it better. To be honest with you, Aaron, um, I don't like the word excellence. Right. And I hear a lot of churches say we want a culture of excellence. Sure. And I do like the word. Right. Um, but you never get to that point of right. perfection. Yeah. Perfection uh, is a, is a unattainable. It, it is. always moves. So yeah. we use, we like to say things like we, we want a culture that we always make it better. I love that. Always small improvements, small changes. Uh, how can we get a little better this year? Good. How can it have a culture of change? And so we expose ourselves even to bigger and better. Like my wife and I will fly to James river in yeah. Springfield, Missouri to see that culture, right. to be a part, just to be in that. Right. Uh, we'll go to Freedom Center here with uh, Jim Wiegand yeah. and Fenton and just be around that culture. Right. And we get so many ideas. And so to really maintain the culture you have, you just constantly have to keep working on it, keep right. improving it, keep exposing your even yourself right. to bigger and better and learning from others. And, um, and you know, the bottom sustains it, yeah. the, the culture and the, and it's lost in the middle and people learn by observation and by, uh, by, you know, you, here's a good question for you to think about. Um, when do, when do people learn that they're going against the culture? Oh, wow. Well, it's, it's, it's when they made a mistake. You can right. usually, that's usually people mess up. Right. And I have to address it. Right. And that's when they learn. I mean, I love it when people catch a hold right, of it. Right. But there's a lot of people, uh, or at least several, who have uh, done some things that they had to learn just by making the mistake. Yeah. It's that's back to what you said at the beginning. It's it's what we do. Culture gives you the ability to use culture to say that's not that's what we do not do. That's, that's, that's exactly. don't that's not what we do. And and so culture almost becomes an um, a healthy culture that's clear almost becomes an associate on your team that speaks for you. Is that what you're kind of saying? Absolutely. Like you, you use culture to say, Hey, it's not that you're a bad person. It's that you violated our culture. It might work someplace else. It's not a bad idea. It's just, you violated our culture. So you can't, is that what you're saying? Absolutely. I love that. That's and people cool, learn and people learn through those mistakes yeah. and you do have to address it. And what you just said is very well said. And uh, people have to be trained. Yeah. People have to be taught Yeah. and you have to invest in that. And so, Another thing to just very quickly yeah. is to have a culture guide. Ooh, that's good. Uh, culture guide. Put it on paper. Yeah. What is the culture language that you want in your church? Wow. And so we we have courses that we'll offer. We will use this language from the stage. Yeah. Everybody learns it. And just to give you some uh, ideas here is uh, culture language is Jesus is here and anything is possible. Right. No one walks alone. Right. We're all made for more. Right. Uh, we're better together. Right. You've heard that one before. Oh, I've heard that one before. You've heard that a, before. A few times. Yeah. Uh, we get to do this. Yeah. 
That's a culture statement. We get to do this. There's an enthusiasm. The best is yet to come. Yeah. Uh, we're for your family. Yeah. That's culture. Right. So everybody begins to understand they're using that same language. Man, this is a church. The culture is family. Yeah. We want young and old and, and parents and kids and youth and um, kingdom builders, of course, is a great uh, cultural language. Right. We do our best and, and love well. Uh, we get what we celebrate. Right. Man, There's, that's true. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just going on and on here, but yeah. all of that is just culture language and the church needs to learn that. I love that. So I'm going to paraphrase in this way. Culture is your stated values done with consistency over time that becomes caught and felt in your church. Oh. Does that make sense? Very well said. Okay. I, I'm listening yeah. to you and this is what I'm putting through my head. You just sum that up. And I think I think that's the summary of everything you're sharing is it's your stated values communicated in an effective and clear way that becomes caught and becomes the shared values of a congregation. Yeah. And so, Chad, I, I just think it's amazing. As a pastor and as a friend to pastors, uh, if someone's listening to this and says, man, I really need to dive in to learning how to create a healthy culture, uh, are they able to reach out to you and say, hey, how can how can I learn this? And what and you have resources you might be able to share with them and ideas. Absolutely. OK, good. Yeah. So just reach out. I'll give you Chad's uh, bank account number, his social security <laughs> number and his phone number. Now, uh, reach out to Chad Dearman if you have any questions on that. If you're listening and saying my culture isn't good, maybe you got vision, values and and uh, mission statement down. But but the cultural part is overshadowing all of that. Uh, you know, Chad's available to do that. And Chad, thank you for your incredible wisdom and insight. Thanks for leading a great, healthy church that's got a good culture. Thank you. I'm thankful for your friendship and oh, just honored it. to be uh, with you and spend this time talking on this subject. Thank you. What an honor to be here. Love you, friend. Thank you for joining the L3 podcast. We pray that it has been beneficial to both you and your ministry. If you would like to know more about the Michigan Ministry Network, please feel free to visit mmn.ag.